This is Tom Merritt from Tech News Today, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Welcome to Versus the World Productions and our official coverage of the International Consumer Electronics Show 2012. Stay tuned for reviews and opinions of direct from the show floor about all your favorite technologies and gadgets. And now, without further ado, take it away, guys. Hello and welcome to Versus the World Productions coverage of... The Consumer Electronics Show International 2012. I am the other Todd. I am Todd Prime. I am Wayne X. I am Grail. I am Dexa. And we are in Vegas, baby! Woohoo! Woo! Vegas. You think we'll get there by midnight? We'll be up 500. Vegas! Oh, jeez, it got everywhere. Oh, man. man. Well, Should have worn glasses. Uh, <laughs> safety goggles, you mean? Safety first, people. That's right. Safety first. first. Date a woman with poor eyesight. <laughs> okay, Wayne, just stop talking. <laughs> Moving on. So today is... Tuesday, the 10th of January, 2012, and we have been wandering around the Consumer Electronics Show today so that you don't have to. Yay! Yay! And I smell rank. We're glad that this is not smell radio <laughs> I smell fine. But that's unique to yeah, you. That's <laughs> you. <laughs> Going around the table. You're the one who's trafficking in weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> not us. Weapons grade nerd funk. Yeah. I will own that. I'm sitting far away from all of you out of consideration for your nasal passages. And we appreciate yeah. it. I better we just all smelled you coming. It's entirely yes. possible. <laughs> and I don't blame you. It's been a hot and sweaty and interesting kind of a day, but now we're back at the Not-So-Porn Palace 2.0. Right. Uh, nope. props, props to Octail for finding this fine... Yes. The yeah. great broadcast cathedral! Alrighty oh, 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 oh. <laughs> then. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, we're in the great room attached to the kitchen, which has all tile, no yes. no material or fabrics for miles. Yeah, it's a little little hot in here, and, and a nice chandelier. Yeah, yeah, beautiful chandelier. It's very classy. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right, so welcome to us talking about the interesting things we've seen in our first impressions of some of the small players and some of the larger players from the Consumer Electronics Show. Sure. Mm-hmm. If you've been paying attention to the front page of VTWProductions.com, and you should be, you will have seen the links to the newly revived YouTube channel, which is now actually populated with a number of short videos. Yes. A large number of short videos now that certain people's phones, <coughs> mine, uh, <laughs> have finally freaking uploaded. Mm-hmm. Ah, the benefits of throwing hundreds of thousands of people all using the same cellular network into one building. Yeah. yeah. So it's an interesting competition, though, to see whose phones would work and whose would not. Mm-hmm. And whose phones uh, worked? Well, why don't you enlighten us? <laughs> hang on, hang on. You don't have your headphones on, but I do need to play your big I don't intro. know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Okay. So, yeah, Sprint apparently won. Either that means it's really good, or there's just not a lot of people well, using Sprint. Either way, I'll Winner. take it. Uh, no, it's funny because that happens a lot when I have the discussions about the fact that I'm on AT&T with an iPhone, that in the Denver area, it's never an issue. I head out to the coasts or to, I don't know, Vegas, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like AT&T forgot how to make cell phones, or at least a uh, network to support them. Right. Yeah. This is indeed what we find. But you will find on the YouTube channel, uh, transcribed from our friends at Ustream, and shout out to Ustream for having the best selection or having apps at all yes. Yes. for mobile devices <laughs> for iOS and Android yes. for us to capture these for you. 
Um, I wish they had feature parity, though, because I was kind of annoyed that the Android version couldn't didn't have an option to just record to the phone and upload later. Yeah. It was live streaming or nothing. Right. And the iOS devices had this beautiful option to just record extremely high quality to the device and upload it later when you've got bandwidth. And so. and as we speak, upload Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to upload exactly. via AT&T's network. Jeez. So we'll be referring to these little snippet videos... And we encourage you to go check them out. Subscribe to the channel. It's a new experimental area for Versus the World Productions. We want to do more video either to supplement things we talk about on our shoutcasted and podcasted products mm. or some fully formed uh, video-only projects we shall see. But for now, we're just establishing the YouTube channel, getting some stuff in there. We'd like you to get subscribed and let us know how it's all coming through, whether the automated systems are working or not, or what the hell you think we're doing. That being said... Who wants to go first? Hmm. That would be me, apparently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you check out the YouTube channel, you'll find one there simply labeled Windows 8 Tablet. Right. Finally, got to see a developer's build of the Metro interface. Uh, it was so Metro. <laughs> so Metro. Let me get them over there. <laughs> We've started early, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Where's my drink? Where's my drink? Get in my belly. So, at the Intel Pavilion, which we got to one of the bit that was one of the big boys we got to investigate in some detail today. Um, there was from Samsung a. Suddenly loud. Stand by. There was a. <laughs> Don't mind the technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> Pay no attention to that man behind the screen. The Samsung. Tablet with an Intel Core i5 chipset in it. Ooh. Yeah. And well, the very first question out of uh, to- of uh, proper Todd's, excuse me, Todd Prime's mouth was <laughs> battery life. Uh-huh. Yes. They were mum on that topic. Yes. Seven, <laughs> seven, <laughs> and, seven and a half seconds. It was calling it now. Right after boot up time, ding, ding, ding. Welcome to Windows 8. Please plug this in. So, so how, but, how heavy was it, or did it you was, get to actually oh like gosh, feel it touch? Was and, so light. Yeah, it was yeah. lighter than, <laughs> no lighter than the battery. Yeah, <laughs> no battery inside. <laughs> Wait, what's be- that technology? Watches have. <laughs> you just have to constantly <laughs> move it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's it's kind of, motion. No, don't put it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they did have a good demo of a, of a developer's build of Windows 8 running on a tablet. Mm-hmm. With the full Metro interface, with some, some dummy placards in it, but it gives you the general idea of where they're headed with it. And from an interface design standpoint, if you've looked at Windows 7 Phone, or excuse me, Windows Phone 7, yes, um, you've already seen the first generation of the Metro interface with the tiles. Right. Live tiles, right? Works great. Beautiful. It is a really fantastic design. Uh, i got to give your know, props to the design team. From the user, from the UI standpoint at Microsoft, they've really got a unique and, and good way of getting into it. What really remains to be seen is whether they're, they're just too late to the party. Um, well, I, I don't think they will be because just like they've proven with the Windows Phone, it's gaining more and more traction. And, it is, and they're already in a very competitive market. It's almost a, a mirror of the smartphone market because in that one, they already had a problem with they already had the iOS devices and Android devices everywhere, and they came late into the game, but they're gaining traction. Well, what people forget is Microsoft used to be in a head-to-head battle with RIM for domination of the smartphone market. It used to right. be Windows Mobile 6 and Blackberries, and that was it. Yeah. Mm. And they lost well, a but, ton of market share, and now they are regaining or trying to regain market share. But that battle with RIM, that was during a whole different paradigm oh, of totally. smartphones. That was in the day of BlackBerry. That was pre-iPhone. Yeah, it was before, right. where you still could put this really odd interface that kind of mimicked a desktop where you roll a little mouse wheel around and such right. before touch interfaces. And so they're doing kind of that same thing. I hope, and the big part of this is at least with a... Windows platform, much like the Android platform, we're going to see a lot of diversity in, in the actual hardware it's put on. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hopeful that seeing something like an i5-powered device with, who knows, lots of memory. And, and here's hoping the battery life is, is, will be the make or break because Apple has set the bar very yes. high. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Amazon has man- managed to deliver and Barnes & Noble have managed to deliver competing products that also have superior battery life. That's always been one of the killers for the Wintel platform. Mm-hmm. Yes. Part of my concern is these Windows tablets, they're not running a custom-built tablet OS. 
sticking to their guns, Microsoft is going with, we're going to give you Windows 8. We're just going to have an interface that works really beautifully on a tablet. But my problem is underneath there is still the freaking Windows kernel that with all of its backward-looking problems and bass-ackwards designs and the... Ooh, man. Well, but they may have actually streamlined some things in Windows 8. God, I hope so. <laughs> Maybe throwing out old code for once? For the love of God, here's hoping. But from a from a trade show demo, yeah. please don't touch the tablet, sir, kind of a standpoint, it looks very sexy. Well, was the demo at least more inclusive than the Zoom was when we saw it last year where all we they got, had was videos? Right. No, you got to be up close and personal with two of the units. And they, and they, they touched they, things they and they reacted. Yeah. And they, were, they were running it. They would, they would flip yeah. the real desktop and they would show you some of the apps. And it was like this, well, you know, the developers pre-build, but it looked I still sweet. think, I mean, it's going to be battery life, but also it's going to be application, app store. What is their app store going to be? Because right now, I mean, you have iOS and you have Android Market. And can will the market support a third store? Mm, well, here's, you know, here's the kicker where they may be leveraging their strength because it's not going to be the Windows tablet app store. It's going to be the Windows, Windows app, app store. store. Right. Hmm. So Which we'll see. is interesting. I mean, yeah. You know, I hope they do well. I, I want actually, another competitor in the space because that's good course. for us. Well, course. what this tell? Oh, well, this is very early out the gate, but because it's actually a Windows 8 OS and therefore unlockable... Um, wouldn't it be great if someone ran emulation software to allow you to run all the apps from competitors? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, sorry. Well, I, mean, I was that, just in you that, know imaginary that woohoo land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't save the playbook. I mean, the the BlackBerry playbook near yeah. the end of its life because it's effectively an end of life right now because they're, right. they're they're giving them away. Yeah, <laughs> and. <laughs> It, they, one of their strategies was they had an Android emulator that would run most Android apps on the playbook, and even that couldn't save it. But when did that come out? Was too that, little, too yeah. late. Yeah, exactly. It got, exactly. It got buried exactly. in a lot of very negative press. Yeah, well, it's like right. the Peter Weller uh, season of Star Trek Enterprise. The what? <laughs> the Peter Weller season. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Exactly. What, what? Yeah, exactly. Who, what? Exactly. Murphy. Too little, too late. Murphy. So, Math. Yeah. So was Math. this the only tablet that we saw that had a Windows 8 interface on it? The yes. Actual yes. They, okay. they were very At proudly saying point, this is the yeah. first public demonstration gotcha. of yes. Windows 8 on a tablet. And I would have to say, it was pretty responsive when you... Yeah. You know, I mean, it was... Flicking it, all Flicking the... and everything. It was really nice. I like the way they did the little interface where if you flicked from the corner onto the actual screen... It, it was w- Alt-Tab. It was an alt-tab, right. basically, is Interesting. what it was. Interesting. Yeah, nice. which so was really cool. So if you like, flipping a page from the corner. Yeah, yeah yep. from the corner from here. You're flipping your yeah. sessions, then, basically. Yes. Yeah. And then if you flipped from the other one, it brought up the little menu. Ah, very cool. Side. Well, so and this really is something neat. that Microsoft was the one other company to get correct outside of Apple was that snappy feel yeah. to an interface. And at least in this demonstration, you know, we're into a power supply. <laughs> It had all the responsiveness that things like the Nook tablet and the Kindle Fire lack. Yes. You really, if, you've, if you've never touched a tablet before, you love your Kindle Fire, you love your Nook tablet. If you have tasted of the fruit of iOS, <laughs> you know what you're... And it's, yes. it's a fraction of a second of difference, but man, do you notice yeah, that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's something I've advertised to everyone who hasn't had a smartphone before. I ask them if they own an Apple Touch device. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, I say you should really go check out the Android phones. First, because there's a lot of variety, a lot of flexibility mm-hmm. in what you can get, a lot of different handsets you may really like for the price points. Then I go, okay, if not, go ahead and then check out Windows and Apple and see what you like. Yeah. But now, if it's been the flip side and they have had experience. Oh, then it's like, don't even bother. Yeah. You can look at Microsoft devices and that's it. Because that's right. there's yet yeah. to have been an Android device that feels truly snappy. Like right. they got it all locked down right. Yeah. But the, the snappiness was right where it needed to be on mm-hmm. these on these yeah. way pre-build devices. So we'll see. I mean, the, you know, <laughs> it, like anything else. It's, well, you know, like everything that we're going to talk about pretty much for new technology, this is the stuff we're seeing at a trade demo show, basically. Yes. And we hope, and in the past or our experience from last year, you may see products like this either on market very shortly or about eight months from or now. Never. Or never. Or never. Or never. Or, or never. yeah, or we can just go yeah. like, hey, didn't you, you remember that thing no, we saw? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic or a rigged demo. So, <laughs> so that one stood out in my mind as the one of those things I was just waiting for Microsoft to get Finally to do. bat yes. and say we are yeah. ready to engage, yes. engage already. But the funny thing is, they didn't have the tablets. 
the Win 8 tablets in the Microsoft well, they booth. Were in the Intel they, they were in the, the Intel, Intel booth. booth. Sure, Five, yeah. That was the thing to me. What I what I took away from this first day was that Intel was the one that was strutting their stuff because oh, yeah. their processors are in everything. Oh yeah, and, and they're like, hey, check this out. We're doing we're doing hardcore gaming in an all in one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like hardcore say. first person yes. shooter and gaming I think that's in, a, that's in an all in one. Yeah, that's a good transition because. Some of the other things that I unfortunately did not get to participate in the Intel booth yet today because I was lost on my own. <laughs> but Todd Prime, you were talking about the Razer uh, no. that they had, the Razer tablet they had there. <laughs> yeah. That right. was, again, at the Intel at booth. The Intel booth. Dude, dude, your nipples are standing up. I, it it yeah. really is. The best thing they did about this Intel booth was the fact that they were showing everyone else's technology. Like every device that yeah. had. It was their technology. You know, right. now, that's now, did, the right. best thing they did. Did we get any of that little uh, soundbite of the dun-dun-dun-dun? Oh, no. no. <laughs> because no. that really is applicable. Yeah. Right. Right. Where it's Intel yeah. inside. Intel yeah. inside. Everything. everything. But yes, we, we, had a, we had Todd Prime go over and see that Razer laptop because oh. we had seen oh. it at PAX and were really impressed yes. with it. Yes. Yeah. And so context, <laughs> context-sensitive keys... Yeah. Above the mousing area. Like little OLD. OLD yeah, the OLD little OLD. OLD. Right. Yeah. Graphics. Right. I, there's a specific name for them, but I can never remember what they are, so I just AMOLED. call them. What's yeah. that? AMOLED. Oh, were they AMOLED? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Touch me AMOLED. Yes. <laughs> Plus a mousing surface. That was. That is itself OLED and context sensitive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. And a touch screen. And a touch screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So in the demo, they were messing around in the first-person shooter. Yes, modern Warfare. And they, and they stopped dead, and they're like, oh, how do I do this one thing? And he hits one button, and the mousing area turns into the results of a YouTube search. And he's scrolling That's on, the through the, on the pad That's through the really results mm-hmm. of the YouTube search. And then he tapped one, and the video pops up on the big screen. Uh, so no, it's on, on the little on the, screen. On the okay. little screen. Oh. And so this, little is all area. With, this is all so with the game. So the game is still playing uh, on the main uh, uh, screen. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the YouTube video is playing in the little mouseable area. So he's watching the, the play-by-play. Yes. yes. Yeah. While he's so you could play and just went down. Because you can yep. see the benefit of this for any... I mean, you could do this in multiple monitor anyways, but oh, yeah. to like be following along in-game to some, yep. someone's example thereof yes. and say, if I can mimic this... Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's just there. So, now, Let was, me bring up Tank Spot on my mouse pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When the, thing, the thing about that is that depending on what you brought up, the the keys would change. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. No, that's so, one of the things, those yeah. context-sensitive mm-hmm. keys. And... So this is a lot of technology we've also seen announced in the uh, Star Wars of the Old Republic right. mm-hmm. keyboard that's going to come out, oh, let's see, what's today? Real soon now. <laughs> Next yeah. week, mm-hmm. um, where it has that kind of same interface yes. on the side. Now, the, the laptop they were showing, or the gaming uh, device they were showing, was this the one that's a little smaller, doesn't have a full keyboard? No, no, no. 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 This no. is the full one. This uh, is the full one. This is not the Switchblade. Switchblade, that would yeah. be the other no, one. That we saw last size. year? No, gotcha. this is the full size. It was a 17 inch. I just want to make sure because I know with yeah. the Switchblade, I'm curious to see how they make 17 that inch between laptop. different now, things. Seven what? pounds. Seven pounds. Well, okay. Seven pounds. Gaming. Gaming, Gaming laptop. laptop. Seven yes. pounds. Gaming laptop. That's yeah. very so cool. It's not light, but it's not 10. Well, it's not heavy either. That's right. Right, no, yeah. right next door, there was another yes. technology, and I can't remember the name of it, but I want to say Thunderbird, but I think that's Thunderbolt. wrong. Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. I was close. No, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Thunder. 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 <laughs> so the big, the big problem with the gaming laptops, right, is by the time you plug in external keyboards and mice, if you're at home or whatever, and displays and all this kind of stuff, you have all this rat's nest of cables yep. kind of coming out of your ah. uh, coming out of your machine. Well, the Thunderbolt turns that all into one interface. Yes, with, with the laptop, one device into the next into the next. So you only yes. need one uh. port on the computer. Yes. Yeah. for a very large number. It's yes, think the old SCSI what? chains or yes. Apple desktop bus. Yeah. Now, now, whose technology is this? Intel. Intel. Designed it. Intel. Apple was the first to market with it. They put. Well, it I was going to say, I remember I've seen something talking about there's it. There's an iMac, there's a Mac Mini, and the MacBook Pro that have Thunderbolt in it, but it's kind of a reversal of Apple developing FireWire and then everyone else getting on board. Mm-hmm. Intel developed Thunderbolt, well, Apple was the first to market with it. Now everyone else is getting on board. I was going to say, the nice thing with having this being an Intel product is, oh, say, motherboards coming along? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. 
By the way, let's add this to your reference design. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this is what we'll have. Right. And yeah. y'all got to have what we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's what because, I'm saying. Well, Intel had some great products. And I haven't seen any of the yeah. specs on Thunderbolt because I'd heard a little bit about it on the Apple oh, devices. 10 gigabit per second? Up yeah. And, no. Yeah. Up and down. Yes. Up and yeah. down. Up and down. Simultaneous, Simultaneous. full duplex. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was sick. Yeah. I'm just, uh, ooh, ah. Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> really, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Wait, wait. That's so ooh, and that's ooh, the ooh, side. Ah. Yes. Cupcake! <laughs> yeah. And that uh, was all the side stuff. Yes. yes. Right. I mean, the that wasn't even thing the main that they're intro. showcasing this year is the Ultrabook. Right. Ultrabook! Right. Which I was really cynical about mm-hmm. until I held one. Until you held <laughs> it. It's amazing oh when you put it in your hands. Oh, it weighs nothing. No. <laughs> It's it's, so it's going to be a MacBook Air yeah. that's five times as powerful and one third the price. Right. Yes. <laughs> oh wait, you mean amazing? <laughs> <laughs> well, to yeah. back up the truck, Ultrabook is a specification that Intel has written that says you your device must meet these specifications, and the the goal is super thin, super light. Um, super fast seconds. boot. Yeah, must boot wow. in no more time than, than seven, seven seconds. Seven yeah. seconds. Yeah. From cold boot to usable desktop in Windows Seven or better. So they're all high-speed SSDs. God, if I could get anything to start that quick. Well, they've been promising <laughs> these fast boots since Windows XP. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Finally <laughs> delivering. They have it now in Windows 7. Yes. I mean, the machines we just put together running on an With SSD. An SSD. SSD. They're fast. It, bam. They're it's, fast. It's up in a heartbeat. Yeah. But these are, I mean, these are basically fully powerful computers in barely bigger than a netbook. Yeah. They're yeah. bigger than a netbook because they want to give you a good screen, not a crap screen. So these are still keyboard. devices. They're not tablets. They have keyboards. Right, they're yes. full, full yes. i7 computer. Yep. Yeah. Really? This yep. is a laptop. So even yeah, i7. Well, uh, the model we held yeah, was, they were, uh, they were was all a Toshi. Yeah. Right? I think it was a Toshi. Yeah. Was, yeah. was ours Toshiba the one There's we There's a Toshiba the, yes. the lady brought around. Oh, I also saw... Sam, Sam, Samsung, Samsung, Samsung. Yeah. that makes sense. Ooh. And, there and a Lenovo, Len- 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 Lenovo, Lenovo. Yes. Yes. the old Asus IPS. has theirs. Everyone's getting on board yeah. with this spec because no, well, it's Intel again. No, the, it's funny because Intel this has m- written the spec, but everyone else saying we want here's your here's our well, and this makes it more relevant actually. The commercials they've been putting on TV lately of saying that mm-hmm. all the stuff that's saying no, we're Intel and we innovate, yep. and yes. we do all these things because that's awesome. Thank you, Intel, for writing right. specs and telling people, look, we need to move forward. Yeah. Everybody yeah. on the same better, page. Better than just a new USB. Yeah. Yes. No, they USB did an amazing is wonderful job. and all. Oh, it is. And I love it. But give me more. Yeah. And it sounds like they are. When yeah. I think also the, the difference between this booth and some of the other booths, well, because it was one of the large ones we went to, but the people were very excited about the product. So the day people, one, too. That helps. Well, no, yeah. because at Microsoft, <laughs> yeah, let's look last day. it wasn't the, it was true. that the way. People were pretty Microsoft good. was not like... Like, Intel people were really excited about their products and mm-hmm. what they were showing you. And yes. They, you and we could were there hear at it the end of the voice. day. Yes. You could see it in their mannerisms. They were excited. And it just made you want to listen to them. Yep. Nice. And they had really good information. I know where I'm starting tomorrow. <laughs> yes. To kind of round out some of the stuff in the Intel booth, I also, they, their technology, I don't remember the name of it, but of the scanning of the retail boxes. They had Lego boxes oh, on yeah. demo yes. where they would scan it and then it would put on the screen a 3D image of what the Lego uh, contraption, if it was like a samurai village or a race car, what it looked like assembled. Right. Well, and then it would even the play then with right, right there on top of the box. And they were saying this is something you see in retail outlets like a Toys R Us or a yep. toy store where you could just bring it over to a little scan station and go, okay, this is what it's going to look like when it's completely done for Legos. But intelligent retail. retail and think. just the thought of that then – being in obviously toy stores is a very easy place, but you could do that with bikes. You could do yeah. that with anything that requires some level of assembly. And then you think, well, how much floor space then could you save by not having all these things built? And it's really intriguing technology that we saw. And yeah. that was just one of the retail things we saw. Yes, and it actually wasn't even the. It wasn't just that they showed you what it looked like when it was built, because there was like a castle scene, and it showed you the castle, but it showed you the little men running around yeah. on the castle, on the wall, coming yep. in and out, and it was just that was really amazing. Neat. But that was really neat when it came to retail. Um, but yeah, then leading up to, then the Microsoft booth was right across the way, and when I went over there, they had um, a what's next roped off area. Mm-hmm. And in that area, they weren't letting anyone in it except for you could tell that they were, um, you know, businessmen. 
<laughs> and there were specific groups of businessmen. Like when I went, there was like six guys from Mercedes that were in watching this. One of them was they had the um, the Microsoft table, the the two. The, the Surface. Like, surface, yes. Microsoft Surface 2. They had that there. Um, they had another um, scanning program that if you scan the back of an object and the front of an object, it'll make, form it into a 3D area. Oh, an and, automatic uh, like yeah. automatic translation into a 3D model? Yes, and you can mm. manipulate it there. Um, but the thing that was the most interesting to me was um, their, that obviously they announced that they were going to do the Kinect for um, PC. For PC, for Windows. So there's a lot of companies out there that are now wanting to use this technology since they've opened up the code for different things. And I forget the name of this company, and I'm going to get it yeah. to you guys tomorrow. We because will find this out. I, I stood because you were there. impressed. I yeah. was impressed, and I stood there waiting for all the guys to leave so I could talk to the guy who, the guys? Ma- who made the software. <laughs> yeah, there was like a group of men. Well, it was very – I mean, they were advertisers. Yeah. They were, oh, I got you. They, they were had actual, the full marketing so, lingo. So not us. No, not us. No. <laughs> but um, I spoke to the gentleman who actually created the software, and it's a software where it uses your Connect. And it scans your body, and it what it does is it um, it's a fashion program. So it's got different items, and the lady that was there was wearing like a black dress, and she would try on different scarves and different accessories and even necklaces and stuff with what she was wearing. So All you virtually, ca- virtually, so you could see what it would look like mm. on you before you purchase. So one of my questions was, mm. well, is there any major department stores that are Leveraging this Leveraging technology, this technology yeah. because think about it. You grab a purse, you have it on, and now you say, okay, this looks great. You put it in your cart, you buy it. Because one of the biggest, one of the things we were talking about with this gentleman was the fact that retail sales when it came to clothing online was were only 8% because people... Want to try it well, out? No, it's like anything. Well, you kind of want to touch, like. feel, see, and especially with clothing and accessories that you're going to be wearing. Exactly. You don't really know. Exactly. And you can kind of imagine it, but it's nothing like having it actually on your body with the connection. Well, see, and this is funny because it reminds me of, I don't know what television show or movie or something, of someone standing in front of basically a mirror and doing that, hitting a button and having it just kind of show, show different, different outfits I- they could be wearing. And to be able to do that in some level of almost like a full body shot of something, yep. clothing-wise, that'd be pretty Wouldn't neat. Wouldn't that be neat? <coughs> I think that would be really neat. So mm-hmm. I talked to him a little bit about that and um, says they don't have anyone major for now. They are after several big companies. Yeah. I, I, lo- I, no, I love that lingo because several people I talked to had the same kind of responses. Yes. Of course. Oh, no, we're pursuing many Large Options. companies that yeah. haven't, I can't talk about yet. Yes. However, they are speaking to a particular company close to my heart. So <laughs> oh. uh, I'm hoping Victoria's Secret. that we are smart enough. <laughs> no. I'm hoping that we are smart enough to get into this technology because I think that would be a really great technology. Mm-hmm. But again, that was in their, you know, what's next area. This just came out. They're not, they're, everything is in like... Not even beta. It's just super, super new. So right now they're just pursuing avenues. I thought that was really neat. No, that's, yeah. it's a neat something that people are looking at with the Kinect technology. I do have a question if anyone knows for the Kinect for PC because, one, the price point was interesting. <laughs> um, I like how you said interesting. interesting. It, what I'm curious that's is That's about if, as po- politically correct yeah. as it gets around <laughs> here, too. Interesting but, equals shameful. Well, but it depends. Uh, is there anything else that comes with that beyond the original technology, the hardware that was in the original Connect that we know having last year's con talked to the developer that made that hardware was about fifty dollars. Yeah. For the actual hardware for it. And so right. with the new one being announced at what was it, two fifty? Yes. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah. I'm hoping that leverages say a high definition camera because it's a PC and that would be much better, as well as a much faster interface and maybe processor for the IR information, things like that. If they did that, I could at least buy into it. Because that was some of the problems with the original. And the original, I would like to say, is only, me, only maybe a USB 1 device. And so I could see the benefits if they made it like USB 3.0. And it really used that bandwidth to do a much better imaging of the objects in front of it. I didn't ask him, unfortunately. So I'm well, not It's just sure. one of those yeah. things that we'll because have I haven't seen out. the actual announcement on, from Microsoft on what that might have provided hardware-wise, mm. that's something I could at least be compelled to understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until then, I'm like... Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Cash grab. Especially because, <laughs> oh, I know there's some hacks and such available for you to plug in your current Connect device right. to mm-hmm. a PC. Yes. Yep. 
All right, not that very, we know about those things. No, of course not. We never would. So that uh, handily brings us to our first break and re- only break. We're going to take a little break and arrange some beverages. And have some <laughs> cupcake. 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 Not surprise cupcake. Oh, in my face. No. But we're going to put some cupcake all over our face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are listening to Versus the World Productions CES International 2012 coverage. Your nerd on the floor's perspective of all the gadgets and fun and things we've got coming your way in the land of tech. We shall return right after this. VTW is going to CES. That's right, the Consumer Electronics Show. A cornucopia of gadgets, geeks, and the latest in technology. Tune into VTW's front page for updates from our crack staff of hosts who will be scouring the show floor for the latest tech bling and bring it all back to you. January 10th through the 13th, plus follow-up shows. Don't miss it. VTWproductions.com.
is the World Productions. Nerds on the Internet. What more could you ask for? www.vtwproductions.com Versus the World Radio's coverage of the Consumer Electronics Show 2012 continues live on vtwproductions.com Can we just pause there for a moment for some music and some... Cupcake! Cupcake! I'm just filled with cupcake right now. Oh my now. god! I, I didn't believe that cupcake could come in so many different wonderful flavors. No kidding! Mm. Yeah, all at once too. Oh, it's oh my god! Pineapple the day before you cupcake. <laughs> well, you're very the pineapple will change it. From when you eat asparagus, yeah, and then you have, have cupcake. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it makes future cupcakes so much sweeter. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, cupcake, the flavor of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are bringing you more information about CES, the that's Consumer a, Electronics Show 2012. That's a beautiful segue, dude. It yeah. That's just extra. <laughs> I don't know. Night from that situation. Yeah. You really need to try some of that raspberry cupcake. Yeah, that is really good. Mm. From the cream to the fluff, it's all. Santoro! Oh, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, for the love of God, do not Google that on our behalf. <laughs> no. I won't be held responsible. <laughs> so I wanted to bring up yes. two or three products that I found exciting today at CES. The first of which, and these, these each fit into needs that were niche specifically for me. Okay. I have been looking for ways to better mount an object in your vehicle so that you can see your smartphone, GPS, things like that. Because I've used uh, devices that plug that kind of grab into the vents, so your heater vent and such, and they eventually will break. They usually use clips that go around the back, things like that. So I was looking for various ways to mount my smartphone so I can use it for GPS, things like that. You want to mount your smartphone? I do. Have you I seen Siri. my smartphone? Hey, Siri. It is, it, yes. Yeah. Siri, may I mount you? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Dr. Ed. I'm afraid I can't do that right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious what the response would be. Yeah. <laughs> Our connectors are not compatible. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but I can show you many ways. And so, You idiot, I'm a 30-pin connector. For you, baby, I'll adapt. <laughs> So Ooh. I found a product as I was running around, and one of the things that CES has for no lack of are examples of device or mounts and cases for all your smart devices. And this one came out of Italy and from Tetrax. Okay. And let's see if I can find the applicable website. Yes, www.tetrax.us for Tetrax. And they make a unique spin on your your mounting device for in your smartphones in that they use a magnetic system. Ooh. And the way it works is it has a separated four-magnet mount that is kind of universal because when you buy a kit, and I think their price point, they say, was $35, mm-hmm. it has hard metal pieces that you're able to glue. It has a self-adhesive on it onto whatever case you already have for your smart device, the back of your smart device, things like that. And the magnet is no question sturdy enough, because I tried yanking on this thing in the demos they had, to hold the biggest GPS unit you might have. And so you could actually, it actually comes with two different of the metal pieces that you can tack on. So you could have one for your smartphone, one for your GPS, or right. multiple smartphones. And then they have two ways of mounting the actual magnets to the vehicle. And one is either through another magnet that you stick to the dash or something like that, and then it attaches itself to the back of it. Or through a vent clasp that instead of latching around the back of the vents, it actually squeezes down on a single one of the vents. And again, it holds very sturdy. Hmm. And it's nice because there's it comes in a little X format. If you look at it, the pieces around it are all rubber. And so the really only the gold magnets in the middle are doing the holding of the device. The rest of that is just kind of cushioning it and stabilizing it so it doesn't roll around. But I was really impressed by the strength of the magnets they're using where... Everything it had on there, you couldn't just yank it straight off. You kind of had to tilt it and angle it in order to start to Pry break it off. Almost, yeah, the magnetic yeah. So I was really impressed by the product enough so that I bought one at the show, and this is one of the few products where you know it's funny how many people start to walk. Can I have? And it's like no, that is a sample. <laughs> and, but they let me buy it at I the show. Has. Exactly. And so it was one that I was really impressed with. And if you get a chance, by all means, check it out. I think right now it's only for sale online, but. The nice thing is, along with this now, in order to mount that 
metal uh, the metal holster on the back of it, I need a different case because I'm using an old silicone case from mm. back today. So another thing I've been on a mission today is find good cases for the iPhone 4S. Right. And I came across one. Ah. This one was probably the most impressive for me. Now, the majority of cases I've seen today have been for show. And so this case, though, actually has protection. Ooh. No, I had one of these for about four minutes. Really? Yeah. Why do you say for four minutes? Because they're terrible. How so? Uh, wow. they're makes, they make the phone unusable. Really? Because yep. I played with the no, I had the to, I, you have to sit. I had to like a spirit bomb through the well. The screen. I'm curious because they had a sample there that I was. I mean, barely touching. No, no, I'd say so, it would not. So maybe I didn't put it together properly. Well, I don't know. Are you sure it was this company? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they sell them at Best Buy, right? Yeah, now. they sell them at Best Buy. Oh They're yes, seventy nine dollars. I mean, the price. So the price point on that thing is it's a, is a hundred bone. Well, this one's seventy nine. They said. Oh well. Uh, no, okay. I'm just saying. I, I, when I talked to the rep today. Okay. Well, so seventy nine dollars. That's fine. And so I don't know, but that's why I'm going to be curious to find out. Yes. Um. They, no, I I owned one for about three okay. days. Well, I will have to check one out at my, or we'll see. We'll see what happens because this one, they advertise it. It's a fully enclosed case. Yeah. That's the key. It's supposed to be dirt-proof, waterproof, snow-proof, shock-proof, all these things. What I like about at least the design of it is that it does have rubber that encompasses the outside edges of the screen itself. Mm -hmm. Where One of my problems with the majority of iPhone cases is because the 4S has the glass out to the edges, unlike all the Android devices that have actual you know, plastic or rubber covering those edges. Yeah. You know, the iPhone's very susceptible to be dropping direct on the screen. Yes. yes. And so I like the idea and design of this in that it at least covers all the way around with a rubber grommet of some sort. Mm-hmm. It's a two-piece design, like I said. It's supposed to be fully sealed, and it has a special lens for the camera on the back side, yep. as well as all the closed features. And so I hope to hear more about it and check it out. It looked, just from the demo I saw, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Because I was concerned because it is fully sealed about the front of it, not being able to actually use it well. And so and I was yeah, maybe very I some, much maybe I botched the assembly. And that's the thing. I don't know. From what I got right. to play with, it seemed very responsive. And that's something I'm very critical of. Because yeah. I was barely touching okay. and trying I'm, to swipe it. No, I, I, I haven't done it other than in a demo. Right. No, I, so I'm, I, I understand. It, it, all I'm saying is it's very possible that I blew the, yeah, I blew the assembly mm-hmm. of the case. Because it comes in two pieces. Yeah, it is right. a two-piece case. So you've got the two pieces, and there's a there's a rubber seal on the inside, which uh-huh. is how they get the waterproof. And then for the uh, this is a visual gimmick <laughs> <laughs> for the uh, for the the uh, headphone headphone right. jack. Right, they have this thing that literally screws, screws in. down oh, wow. into to and then create you, the hole. and you seal it tight. Right. Oh. So um, I guess whatever when I put this thing together and you know it looks like it's all sealed and everything, but I trying to actually use the device, trying to use the device and trying to see what's going on on the screen in the device through the through the plastic membrane, yeah. screen of the okay of the case. I I was well, no, not, not well. I'm curious because, like I said, the ones I saw, I didn't at first. I didn't think there was a front cover, mm-hmm. and that's why I kept looking at it like. How could that be sealed when I can touch the screen? Yeah, okay. And then it wasn't until I really paid attention to the speakers and microphone portion of it mm-hmm. that I could see that it was actually covered, and I talked to the lady about it. And it was also interesting because the case, they have a lot of peripherals for it for ways you can attach it yeah. to things like your bicycle, uh, okay. to the handlebars, to um, arm wraps or such so you can run right. with it, things like that. Mm-hmm. And they all collapsed in very sturdy. So mm-hmm. for me, I looked at, because I've also looked at cases like from Otterbox and things like that, and I've not been happy with what I've seen. Sure. And I, I like the idea of a fully covered one because I don't also have to put on a screen protector as well as this. And it's something that, for me, it's not about fashion. This is about a lightweight case, and this one was very minimal size-wise, uh, that also looks like it protects the entire phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and I didn't mention, actually, this one is from LifeProof. Right. Uh, the li- www.lifeproof.com, where you can check it out, see it for yourself, and they do sell it at Best Buy. Uh, and so I hope to check it out some more, and maybe even try it myself to see what it like, see what it is, and give you an update. If should have given I you disagree. mine, dude. <laughs> I didn't know. So interesting. Uh, but those were two of the main products I saw that Caught specifically for the smartphone things that I was looking for today. One that captured me kind of off guard, or I wasn't expecting to see. Because I've been put on a mission, a mission from my family, 
to find new camera technology, mm-hmm. both specifically from Nikon as well as from Canon. And I got to take a moment by the Panasonic booth as well as the Nikon booth. Uh-huh. And Panasonic, I didn't spend as much time as I would have liked, and they were still pushing a lot of their 3D handheld cameras, uh, as well as just the regular point and shoots, things like that. They're still pushing a lot of 3D. But at the Nikon booth, they had announced brand new the D4, which is their new premium top of the line SLR camera. And this thing is a beast for anyone who does photography. Almost enough so that I started thinking I, I could switch off Canon. <laughs> Except that I was told, and other Todd, you might correct if I'm wrong, but you said this price point was like $6,000? That's what I had heard reported on another program. But okay. always, well, I didn't ask, I mean, unfortunately, because I was wowed by the fast clicking. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is, I mean, the price was definitely in the thousands. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And, but it sports the new, I think, the XQD memory standard from Sony. Yes. Which eventually will have a ridiculously large upper limit in the 16 terabyte range. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, God knows what something like that is going to cost. Ah, price. Unimportant. Uh, But apparently the performance of the memory is its big selling point. Gotcha. It is able to keep up with those large pictures in rapid succession. Well, and that's an important part of this. Yeah, because this one, it sports a 16.2 megapixel full frame sensor. And one of the big parts, it does have a much faster image processing engine that allows for it to take pictures as fast as by the, the way it was demoed it, at its fastest speed where you lock the autofocus and the AE on it by exposure. It could shoot 11 frames per second, just continuous, as long as the actual, um, I think, was, I don't know if there was a buffer limit to how many it would do, but it said they can just turn them out. Uh, normally, well, it depends though, on the speed of the memory. Yeah, that's, the memory that's where itself. This new XQD and this one was in. using a CF chip, and so there are some very high-end CF chips you can yeah. get. They're just very spendy. Oh the, god! The, I mean, Sony loves developing their own freaking memory standards. Yeah, you know? which normally I hate, but if you go for speed, I'll give you a buy. Speed and hopefully affordable speed. Yes, and actually, my brother just texted to say yes. It is announced price is six thousand dollars. Okay. Thank you, Earth. There we go. Uh, also, it, what impressed me is it had a lower ISO limit of 50. Which, I don't know what that means. So, <laughs> so, the lower the, so here's the key. The lower the ISO, the no more idea. sensitive the sensor <laughs> to uh, producing images without noise. Your average film camera would sit at an average ISO of about 400, which is the speed of the film. Right. And in digital, they provide measurements that about equate to it. My Canon 7D has a lower limit of 100. And so one that goes down in three steps down to 50 is just a really sensitive sensor, and especially for dark shots. So the yeah. black images you get, get, they don't suffer from that kind of purplish pixelation you get right. from kind of cheap cameras in low light. It also has an upper limit of 12,800 12, ISO, which is turning it the opposite way where you, you suffer some grain, but the ability to capture images in very low light goes right. up significantly. And at over twelve thousand ISO, you're looking at not. It would be it would be wrong to say you could see in the dark, but you could really see a lot of detail. If in, there was a photon in the room, it's catching it. You got it's it. Over 12, it may be noisy, <laughs> but you'll see it. Wow. Uh, another big piece of this, other than where they say, yeah, the XQD memory from Sony, which is increasingly fast. This camera had about every button and switch you could ever hope to have on one, <laughs> and it was designed so that you could hold it both horizontally in traditional format. And vertically, because it had another button there for shooting. Oh, nice. And, and yeah. They actually produced a lip That's on the awesome. end of it so that you could hold it almost as comfortably in a vertical format as you could horizontally, which That's is really cool. like... That's a good feature. Wow. Yeah. And it, as well as they had every connectivity thing you could want. It has a connection for actual networked LAN. It has Wi-Fi built right into it. Well, not Wi-Fi. Hardwired. Like you oh, okay. can hardwire like Ethernet. a cat Ethernet. cable? Yeah, yeah, it has an Ethernet, Ethernet connection on wow. it. Wow. So that you can hardwire it into your network. At, nice. It has built in the ability to run its own FTP service <laughs> as well as HTTP. <laughs> this thing has an embedded Linux server on it. I know. Yeah, awesome. so you can log into the camera as long as it's on your network. And it has the features to password protect and set it up so it's safe from just anyone getting on. Okay, I'm going to call it right here right now. Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, it's its own IP camera. Yeah. Kind of oddly. Really neat. But it allows you with your smartphone to log into basically a web interface and tell it to shutter and things like that so that you can do it remotely. You From know, and your not have iPad. to pay for 
Very say cool. a remote thing. That's yeah. Amazing. Well, as well as being able to visualize because you can also stream what it's seeing. You can click the live right. view on for it for a remote viewfinder. Yes, and therefore your iPad or other device, your computer, if you have it set up in a studio type setup, can be the actual thing. So you can just be sitting there at a desk with it already set up and say, "Yeah, there it is." That's snap, 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 yes, snap, snap, as well as has snap. some other capabilities of controlling some of the fe- some of the setup within it. Very Another great cool. thing was for video. This was really impressive. It leverages the entire sensor for video, for HD, sen- uh, HD video. It only does 1080p. But because a 16 megapixel image is so much larger than what a 1080p signal is, what they do is they let you either use the entire sensor and then it samples it at 1080p. Right. Or you can kind of do a digital zoom. Which normally would be, you know, noise and BS. Right. But because it it zooms in fraction by fraction until you can get the centermost 1080p pixels of the raw sensor. With no loss. Yes, with no loss of quality to record on. So you can take the SLR lens you're using and give it a zoom factor based on the actual lens or based on the sensor, which is ridiculous. And it's nice to see a company leveraging video technology into an SLR because... That's become a standard. Almost every podcast that does video out there today or just small production HD mm-hmm. are using digital SLRs because it's so much less expensive than going out and buying a traditional HD video camera. And the quality And getting is the quality of an great. SLR lens. Yeah. Right. You know, which is just short of going out and buying yourself a professional camera. Yeah. So <laughs> Boba Fetish from the chat room says, only 1080p, first world complaint. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yes, until very, someone, very first world problem there. Until someone can hack the firmware and give you true 4K recording out of it. Oh, oh my God. What? I must be tired from being at the con because I didn't do it right. Boba fetish. Oh, nice. <laughs> Well, this isn't your traditional set yeah, right, of my element. Right. I mean, there's people here you're not used to seeing. It's your feet. They hurt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're filled You're with cupcake. I mean, yes. it just takes a lot out of you. does it, yeah. But so those were some of the main things I saw that were really interesting. There's a lot of other technology and pieces I have that we may catch up on follow-up shows, so yeah. I don't steal all and, the time since we're running out. parts is parts. Um, yeah, there's a whole section of it that are just components and parts and little mm-hmm. bits. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. But those are the like three main things I really was excited out. about. Well, we really, I mean, we started with the kind of international side of Well, they have a section the where con. each region was yeah. featuring certain vendors. Who and just a ton of vendors. Taiwan, Hong Kong, Hong China. 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 I love their slogan Like on all their stuff is, the product is good, the price is good, and the customer service is good, or the reliability yep. is good. On all of them. It's all good. Yep. <laughs> it's not great. not great. It's not awesome. But you know what? We're not good. junk. Yeah. yeah. We're good. <laughs> but we're good. But we kind of went through that in our first uh, clip and then moved into the automotive area, which was yes. all the technology around cars and anything to do with cars, especially like sound yes. systems and stuff stock. as well. Yes. This is where we lost stock. By the way, this is where, did, yeah. you, did you see your new van? Oh, oh yes, we there's a video it. of it. There's a video. Oh, a video I of missed it. the van. We the new had, van yeah. and your new girlfriend. Oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah, it's a, now I'm a little worried and yet curious. And, yet, yeah. and I did take I did take a lot of video of the cars when yeah. we were in there. So go to our um, YouTube, YouTube and you can see all the our little raw, snippets. Unedited, but you can see it, I mean a, a kind of unifying theme amongst the the manufacturers was definitely interconnectivity, yes. interoperability. Um, one of the things, you know, and you know, throw my geek cred on the table here is I brought a Shadowrun book with me, and I always love <laughs> that universe because I see parallels into what's in the real world leading towards that. One of the things they were demoing is cars that are going to talk to each other and become a virtualized yes. network, a mesh to, network and yeah. share and share information among each other, which is Shadowrun. I yeah. mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. So I mean, that that whole concept though of this distributed computing environment that is constantly relaying information to each other was on display here. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, and I saw that even from Escort. They were showing yeah. their newer uh, radar detectors, and they had a higher-end level that they now have a plug-in device for. It's just it's actually just the power supply for mm-hmm. your regular, uh, nicer versions of their radar detectors, but in it, it had Bluetooth connectivity so that you could link it up with your smartphone and it could download alerts to upcoming speed traps, things like that, and, and upload information as it gets hit by radar to the server to let other people know. And it, so speed it's trap again, here. 
yeah. it's doing that connectivity as well as it has its own GPS. And yeah, built in. No, it's yeah, it had its own GPS, I believe. But it was networking with all the other phones and things like that, and using your own navigation program through the app that was free on it, things like that. So there's a lot of that connectivity. And I saw another one that was a trend from at least two manufacturers, and I think I might have caught a third that as I was running around. Of newer heads-up devices, they're making aftermarket heads-up devices for Hugs, cars. baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. We saw a JVC had one. Yes. JVC had one. Daxa did a video of. Yes. Yeah, I saw one, I oh, think, of yes. Panasonic. Oh, wait, no. It was JVC. Pioneer had one that oh, I yes. sat in on. They had a laser one that was kind of crazy. Yeah. And I saw at least another one. And it was JVC Kenwood, yeah. I think is what it was. Yeah. yeah. And I did a little video so you can go check it out. I hope it came out okay because it's it's yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting it's, kind of heads up. Yeah. If you're not straight on it, it goes away. It goes away. Exactly. Which is really interesting, I thought. And and one of my favorite concept cars in that area was the Ford um, Evos. I didn't even see the name. I just said sexy. I think, yeah. <laughs> Ford. Ooh. Ooh. It's so fun that I can mix my geek with my auto <laughs> stuff and it, say, it was, oh. It was the oh, Ford. Was... Do what? I know. It was yeah. really a neat concept car, and obviously it's not something that we're going to see anytime soon, but it was, um, again, it had the interconnectivity, but the actual design of the car is what really Yeah, no, it's it. like most concept cars, just really a sexy imagination yes. of what we could see. And they also released, although I didn't really get details on it, they unveiled the 2013 Ford Fusion, I believe. Yes, but it was covered when we were there. Well, but I saw one on stage later. Yeah. Mm. Uh, But like I said, unfortunately, I hadn't gotten details yet. Octel and I were, excuse me, uh, Todd Prime and I were (laughs) looking closer at some of the Ford products. And Ford is pushing big into technology integration (laughs) to the point where they have the uh, My Ford Touch and the Ford Sync or My Touch Link. Well, basically, what they have done is they've published a, a programming interface for their vehicle so that people who write software can come in, know the API, and they can bridge between things like the voice command system in the car and an app on your smartphone. Well, and that's very interesting because I actually ran into a company that was leveraging that. Mm-hmm. Scout. Because Ford has opened it up. Yes. Like any good app developer or server developer should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've made this transition from a car company into this wing of the company that's becoming a technology company that plays nice with others. Not having a closed system, let's just have an open system that you'll be able to upgrade your vehicle going forward Woo-hoo. because your replacement cycle on your smartphone is a hell of a lot faster <laughs> than yeah. your yeah. vehicle. Yes, oh, it is. So it'd be it nice be. five years from now. When whatever has come and replaced Twitter in our lives is running on your new holographic smart uh, implant device. (laughs) Cybernetic eye. (laughs) But you'll be able to interface with your MyFord Touch because it's been upgraded. Right. And the API is standardized and you can still do voice commands to your own brain or whatever it may be. (laughs) But that to me is very exciting where that has me looking very seriously in Ford. Hmm. No, it's neat to see that, you know, what – and I was kind of complaining this when I was talking to the Scout guys – what initially was going to be this big open product when it was just Microsoft Sync, and then they made the deal with Ford for, I'm sure, tons of money. Uh-huh. Uh, it closed it off from the ability to have this in any and every device. But as they're opening it up, I'm hoping they will go the route of OnStar yeah. and yeah. realize that it's much more profitable to be in everything than it is to just be just on your own or one, with one manufacturer. One manufacturer. Not even be yeah. in everything, but talk to everything. Yeah, so or, yeah that- at least communicate. Well, because like the Scout app was neat because they took a the idea of navigation and put it in a sense of how do you use navigation, and they wanted you to be able to bring it from your computer at home where you plan a trip into your car where you're traveling somewhere all the way down to with your smart device and with your phone as you're walking around on the streets to say you're looking for things, almost like a concierge service, which we've seen apps like that, but something that bridges all of those devices. And I think Intel is on the right track for something like that. Yeah, that, similar. Similar. They, if had they the, could they get it. had the cross-platform wireless sharing yes. demo mm. where they deliberately had multiple OSs. They had Ooh. an iPad talking to an Acer yeah. laptop running Windows. Talking, what? And yes. they were all just kind of... You can't do that. Well, and my favorite thing, though, about that entire demo was they basically were giving the finger to the cloud. Yeah. The <laughs> entire time. You see, now, we'll I talk directly to each other. Yeah, I definitely cloud. want that detail because you guys mentioned that, that it yeah. was a finger to the cloud, which I like the idea of. Right. Right. 
Yeah, and, screw and the it, cloud except for my backup. And it was fast, though. Like, he would say, I'm uploading, and he goes, wait, let me do that again. Because it would be like, uploading. Yeah, it was as fast Upload as moving Ooh. files between your hard drive, like yes. one hard drive to another on the same system. It, it was a good yes. 802.11n oh, nice. network. Yeah. 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 So, so it was kind of its own, like, webbed cloud, if you will, but its own micro just... But you built the cloud, or the mesh relationship. Yeah, just, just a mesh. Yeah, Purpose-built for the moment, and you flick things around, and then you disassemble it. Right. right. If they can make nice. that... Easy enough for anyone to just kind of do. Exactly. Because anyone who owns an Apple TV and has an iOS device knows the beauty of AirPlay. Where you say, hmm, I have this thing on my iOS device. I'd like to see it on my big TV now. Button, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Until they try to in- include a PC. Right. This is going to break down. Of, yeah. We right. want everybody to come to the party, everyone talk to everyone, and it just works. God. Looked great in demo form, but again, bonus Intel. Great demo. God only knows. Right, of course. No, that but that's I like hearing where it's going. Todd Prime. Yes. What rises to the top of your brain from today? Hmm. Kake. <laughs> I shower. <laughs> I shower. I yes. do remember yes. seeing that. I, I shower and I grill. That was yes. just golden. That was <laughs> golden. Wow. Golden. Golden. <laughs> <shower>. Just wow. <laughs> Cheers. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Big money, no whammy. No, Stop yeah. on a pee joke. <laughs> One of the better uses of booth babes at today's con. Todd Prime. She, she had the least amount on of all. Well, <laughs> well, as far as we know, she had what appeared to be a towel. Terry cloth. Yeah, yeah. Terry cloth wrapped around the... Nice. Yeah. Cover yeah. the naughty bits. Yep. Well, but... And she was so happy to pose. What it, what it is... It, and I'm yeah, taking, I didn't even catch what the product I'm, was. I'm taking, <laughs> oh. I, and I'm a little fuzzy on what the product was. There's myself. a video. Yeah, there's a video. <laughs> it was a Bluetooth speaker for your shower. So waterproof. Ah. So waterproof. You could mount it on the wall right. or what or whatever. Yeah, mount, and mounting it kept coming up in the conversation. Yeah, I don't know why. I, just, I can't imagine booth babe in a terry cloth. Although uh, that okay, now that sounds compelling to me. Yeah, but see, here's babe the funny thing. My bathroom is so small that we're talking about a difference of about four feet. Right. <laughs> you can hear the music. Yeah, okay. I can hear the music from my bathroom or into my Well, yeah, no, water I, I, closet, I currently right? run with just a uh, old junk, you know, yeah. plug-in boombox type <clears throat> thing for my iPhone. But it would be nice to have one right there that I can adjust the volume on or something. Or if it has connectivity back to, like, skip to track. the next track. Oh, yeah, that's true. That would be wonderful because while I'm sitting in the shower and something random comes up, it's like, no, uh, yeah. Yeah. I am not in the mood for this. Mm-hmm. That would be excellent. If it's just a dumb device that receives, not as compelling. But if it actually yeah. has some control, well, Bluetooth is. that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Oh no! This is this is not good cupcake music. Just yeah. Oh yes. no! This is totally no, got no. me out of the mood. <laughs> I mean, I'm washing Lovely. and everything, which is I appropriate. Shower. That would. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. You asked what you, sir, were the one who said that you wanted to talk about the eye shower, and so I was helping you to talk about the eye shower. Nice. <laughs> it's get, all about you. Gotta get it's myself all about clean. you, sir. It is indeed all about me, but it is uh, it is also all about uh, we're done. Are Yay! We, wow. we Yay. can be. That was wow. a fast hour, yeah, and fast. I'm spent. Oh, that what happened? And I'm spent. So we will return tomorrow with more. Uh, we're gonna try and do a more directed hit tomorrow with some of the suggestions. Sure. From the forums at Versus the World Productions. I will find Corsair. I will find you, Corsair. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the Razor booth. Because we've only seen Razor in their Intel incarnation with their one product. Right. 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 I am it. actively keeping my eye out for gaming peripherals. And I found yeah. one company that was, I believe, Chinese-based with some gaming keyboards and mice. And yet, unfortunately, from our perspective, I would say it's a little... Late to the Behind game, the or they haven't quite shown anything new and exciting. Mm. Been there, done and that, and so they're coming. Yep. Hopefully, we'll see more. But I was nothing that I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> and I felt really bad for the company that was selling PC uh, game pads. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, really?" Nah. But but I can just plug my Xbox controller in. Everybody knows that, right? Mm. So. Please, if you've been inspired by what you've heard, either either live or via podcast download, 
come to the forums at vtwproductions.com or just, just go to vtwproductions.com and we have the post with our schedule. And in there is a link directly to the discussion thread where we are soliciting input from you as to what kinds of things you would like to hear about from just the average consumer nerd's perspective. Yes. Because, you know, there's lots of business being transacted here and lots of very high-level stuff, a lot of very boring people on the monorail. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we, are having, we are attending a they're, much they're better conference themselves. than these people. Yes, yes we are. Um, we are having a much better time than most yeah. people. <laughs> but we're trying to bring the perspective of just the guy who's going to walk into a store eventually and buy this stuff yeah. perspective yeah. on this stuff. So we want to know what, what lights your fire, and we'll go and try and, try and find it here. Tomorrow's going to be, I think, a lot about, about a lot of the big guys. Yes. Yeah, we, we sure. started in the North Hall. Yeah. yeah, we're working our way south. Center <laughs> Hall is the is the big gun. It's right, the right. Yes, so, eighty-four inches, baby, four K. <laughs> tune in again tomorrow morning for the morning stream. We will be calling into that one for another update. And tomorrow evening, seven p.m. Pacific time, ten p.m. Eastern, for another episode, not unlike this one, but with more and newer stuff. I have been the other Todd. I'm Todd Prime. I am Wayne. I'm Grail. And I'm Dapsa. And we are out of here. Goodbye! Bye! 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 Bomba dee da bomba dee da bomba dee da bomba dee da bomba